Welcome everybody this morning. You know we're in a series, uh, relationship series, and today we're on marriage. And so I hope you've got your spouse with you. Uh, last week we did on communication, and I thought it was ironic. Uh, I didn't realize it last week when we was talking about communication, but as I was reading down through the scriptures, uh, I think I was reading now the New Living Translation, and oddly enough, we had a different translation on the screen. So we had, you know, a communication breakdown ourselves, and you cannot believe how, how hard we try here at the church to make sure we all communicate with each other. I mean, we spend a lot of time just trying to communicate, and uh, it's no different in our relationships, it's no different in our marriages, uh, but throughout your life, you will have to learn to communicate. And I will say, it's been one of the hardest things I've had to learn in my life, is how to communicate with others. Uh, today, we're talking about marriage. Uh, later on, we'll be talking about dating. Probably next week, we'll talk about dating, so, so young people, come to that. Uh, then, if we have time, we'll go, go into child rearing and fighting fair. You know, there's a fair way to fight, and there's a, you can be a dirty fighter, too, you know? Amen. And so there's different things we're going to look at. Uh, but happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Valentine's Day, yeah. If you've got your Bible, you go ahead and turn to Genesis 2. Genesis 2. We are talking about marriage. Marriage, do you love them? Genesis 2, 18, we'll read through 24. And of course, I would say most people here that we love our spouses. Would that be a fair, is that fair to say? Most of us? Maybe not all. You know, I hope. I hope all. I hope each and every one of us, you know, we, we love our spouses. We should love our spouses. You know, really, you get right down to it. Uh, love is an action. You know, it's not really a feeling. Love is something that we do. It's not really something we feel, you know. And that takes time. Uh, Genesis 2.18, we've got that scripture for you. Let's go ahead and get into that. It says, then the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. Men, Ladies, look at your spouses right now, look at your husbands right now, and say, I am just right for you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've told you all along, this is a walk by faith, right? Huh? It's a walk by faith. <laughs> we got to grow in these things, all right? Verse 19, so the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. And he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. And he gave names to all the livestock, to all the birds of the sky, to all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. Okay, ladies, elbow your spouse. There was no one found just right for him. Okay? Verse 21, so the Lord God caused man to fall into a deep sleep, and while the man slept, the Lord took 
one of his, the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Now, I just wonder, is that where the belly button comes in at? Huh? Is it or not? No? I have women saying no, but does any men know? Is that? Huh? Doc, where you at, Doc? All right. He's, he's, he's probably researching that right now, whether that's where belly buttons come from or not. I don't know. I, I'm just curious about that. Verse 21. So God caused man to fall into deep sleep. And while man was asleep, Lord God took out one of your ribs and closed up the opening. Verse 22. Then the Lord God made the woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. Verse 25. And it says, at last, he says, the man exclaimed, this is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. And she will be called woman because she was taken from a man. So we can see there, it's very easy to see. We're going to read that last scripture here in just a second. But it's easy to see that it was God's intent for both the man and the woman to be blessed in this relationship. Okay? You know, God didn't just say, oh, just, uh, you know, when he, you know, with all the animals coming by and when Adam was naming the animals, uh, God didn't say, well, just, just pick one of them. That's all I'm going to do for you. No, God knew that it was important for man to be happy, for man to be content, for him to be fulfilled, that man needed someone just for him. The last part here, verse 24, this is very important. And it says, and this explains why a man leaves his father and his mother and joins his wife. And the two are united into one. And if it wasn't for a pretty girl that steals our heart, some of us would never leave home, right? I mean, why would you? When you've got a mama that cooks for you and does your laundry and all that stuff, why would you ever want to leave home? But the latter part there, it says the two are united into one. And that's extremely important for us to know and understand. Because once the union between the man and the woman is consensual, and once uh, it is uh, consummated, God takes those two individuals and he makes them one. That's why time and time again, you see uh, when people go through divorce, sometimes it's on purpose, most of the time it's not. I think it's just, uh, it's just what happens when we go through such traumatic things. Uh, either the man and maybe even both, the woman both, will lose 20 or 30 pounds. A lot of times it's not because they desire to. It's because they are going through something extremely stressful, extremely hurtful, and they are, and they are literally pulling apart what God has joined together. Can I get an amen? amen. And it's true. That we pull apart what God has joined together. I had a man come to me one time. Him and his wife had been going through a, a, a struggles, and they just was having all kinds of struggles. And and he, I could tell as soon as he walked in my office that he was he had he had a different countenance about him. He was completely relieved. He said, "Well, I've I've made up my mind." He said, "I'm going to get a divorce." 
He said, I'm just, I'm just going to get a divorce. I'm going to start over. And he was so relieved. And I said, that's fine. But if you think it's over, you're wrong because it's only beginning. The struggles, the heartache, and everything else only begins when the divorce starts. Amen. It's true. It's true. But the title of the sermon this morning is, Do You Love Them? And of course, we would say, sure we do. I mean, I love my spouse. I'm sure, you know, we wouldn't have married them if we didn't love them, would we? No, we wouldn't marry them if we didn't love them. But here's the thing. It took me forever to figure out how to demonstrate my love for my wife in a way that was meaningful to her. Can any man relate to that? Of course we can. You know, how do we demonstrate to our spouse the love that we have for them, whether you're a man or a woman? Because we are so different, we communicate completely different, our emotions are completely different. How do we do it in a way that they for sure completely understand how we do it? You know, our needs are different. In fact, I've heard people talking and preach and teach on the differences between a man and a woman. You know, the, the, they, they say that the number one need of a woman is to feel loved. And the number one need of a man is to feel respected and honored. Completely different. Completely different. So it's so important for us to know how our spouse perceives our actions. You know, some will say that words are enough. And to some people, they are. Some people, when they hear those words, I love you, well, that's, that's all that they need. I mean, they're, and they're set for life. Of course, Valentine's Day, many men, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but many men bought flowers for your wives, right? Nobody did. I, I bet I know one. Dave, did you buy? You didn't. Ne, neither Dave did. But I was talking. To, hey, did either one of you? Did either one of you? I know a guy did. George did. Georgie. Way to go, Georgie. I, re I, I, I replied, and I, I said, George, you're setting the bar awful high. I'll tell you what, I don't know. I wish he wouldn't do that to us, us Daves and us Robs. I wish he wouldn't do that. But see, what if, what, what if you buy her flowers, and she didn't want flowers at all? What if you express your love in a way, and she does not get it at all? We have uh, slide three, if you've got that. Now, not notice this. Did, is there anybody here that bought this many flowers? And see, it was, he, was, he thought, I bet I can just see in the man's mind, he says, I am going to knock this out of the park. I will be famous the world over. I'm going to buy her all these flowers. And he, she completely misunderstands. And, oh my gosh, he bought a new bike. So it's important for us to communicate and relate to our spouse 
in a way that that they can understand it. Of course, we all have misunderstandings, you know, uh, whether it's through text message or, or Facebook or a phone call, whatever the case may be. But I have learned over the years that the best thing to do is to ask my wife what she wants. And let me tell you, that did not solve the problem either. How many of you have ever, have ever asked your wife where she wants to eat supper at? Or where she wants to eat lunch at? Um, and they never care, do they? They, they never care until you say, you know what I tell my wife anymore? I just say, let's make this a lot simpler, and you just tell me where you want to, instead of me trying to guess. Women, please do not make us guess, because we will guess wrong. We will guess wrong, I assure you. Uh, you and all have heard of 19 kids and counting, and... Uh, Michelle and Jim Bob, Bob Duggard. Uh, I, I seen this clip the other day. It says, during a speaking engagement, they were asked about their strategy to maintain a strong marriage. And can you imagine maintaining a strong marriage with 19 kids? Oh, nine, 19. That, oh my goodness. So they asked, what's their strategy to maintain a strong marriage? And Michelle addressed something that she does to help communicate with her husband. Now, now women, now listen. Now, you can learn a lot from this, okay? All right, now listen up. She said, I have learned that when I want him to know something that's really important to me, I take him by the hand and say, now, Jim Bob, this is really important to me. Okay? And I, for one, I love it when my wife does that. Because sometimes if she don't do that, I don't know. Even if she has said it 10 times, I still don't, don't know. <laughs> Ladies, let me just tell you, we need all the help we can get. Okay? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do. We need, uh, we, we need to know. So there, there's all kinds of different ways to show our love for each other. Now, in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, if you've got your, or your Bibles there or electronic device. Now, this don't give us a complete list of how to show our love. But I tell you, I really think what it does do, it shows us the ingredients that should be involved. Okay? The, just like when you make a cake. All right? You know, you can take the ingredients, and if they're all separated, you know, you can't tell what it's going to be. You don't know until the end result. And I think, I think that's the way this, this scripture is when it talks about love here. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, and it says, love is patient and kind. And you know, one of these days, I'm going to preach for like a month just on this scripture right here. Because there's so much here, and we always go over it so fast. So we're talking about expressing our love to our spouse in a way that they can understand it. It says, love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous or boastful or proud. You know, I, I read the other day that, uh, that nice guys don't finish first. 
because they make sure their wife finishes ahead of them. That's a good one, isn't it? You know, we had a situation here a while back. We had a situation here a while back where a, a, a phone went off in church. And you know what the husband did? He said, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. You know what? It wasn't his at all. You know whose it was? It was his wife's. That's a smart man. <laughs> that is a man that loves his wife and knows how to show it. That's right. That's right. So we know what the ingredients are to express our love. Uh, it goes on, verse, verse 5, it says, it's not rude. It is not demand its own way. And let me tell you, if you're, if you're married, and whether it's a man or the woman, either one, if you always demand your own way, you are messing up. And let me just tell you why. Because you are not always right. <laughs> you ladies do know I was talking to you, right? Huh? You thought I was talking to the men too? No. No. I'm <laughs> not, not, not really. Not really. It goes on. Love is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong, and that's where the fair fighting comes in. Hopefully we'll talk about that later on. It does not rejoice about injustice and rejoices at what is when the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never loses faith, is always hopeful. Love endures through every circumstance. You know, and, and I, I should have looked for this this morning. Uh, I read here a while back that, and it actually, it was actually a, a study, a university study that showed that uh, what they did, they put an individual in a stressful situation. And in one of the studies, they had somebody there encouraging them and telling them, you can do it, hang on, you know, I'm with you, I'm standing with you, you can do it. And then another study right beside that one, they had somebody in there, well, I, you know, you might as well give up, I don't think you can do it, uh, you're, you're on your own, I mean, nobody's going to help you. And the one that had the positive feedback held on and endured twice as long as the one that had the negative feedback. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing, isn't it? So see, I use that illustration to tell you how much impact you have on your spouse. If we show our love to them and illustrate our love to them and how much we care for them, they will walk through fire for you. And if you don't, they'll throw fire at you. Yeah. Yeah. Bring up, bring up slide one. I, I, I love this. But now, see, this goes either way. This can go either way. If a man expects a woman to be an angel in his life, he must first create heaven for her because angels don't live in hell. Isn't that the truth? But now, this can go either way. 
You can, you can move the men and women around. You can change that however, however the case may be. The point is, is that God has called us to love our spouse. See, we are one. We read in, first, in uh, Genesis, Genesis 2, we read where God created us, and when we got married, he brought us together, and we are one. You know what the Bible says about an army or an organization that fights among itself? It says it shall not stand. Meaning, it shall not be productive. It will not be fruitful. If the army, if the congregation, if the household is formed against itself and they're always fighting and bickering and wanting to go different directions, they will not last. They will not be productive. Amen. Amen. It's true. It's true. You know, for some, words are enough. For some, you know, when you say, I love you, why that, you know, that, that's all it takes and, and everything is fine. For some, it's holding hands. That's a good expression of love. For some, it's a hug when they get home from work or a hug before they go to work. To some, it's a hot meal, right? To some, it's being those intimate times more often. We all have the different, different ways that we perceive love. And that's what we have to find out. So if there's anything I want you to do this week, and that this is really what I want you to do this week. Husband and wives, talk about it. Husbands, find out what your wife likes the most. What illustration, what does she, what does she perceive to being love from you? In the same way. Wives, find out what your husband, husband likes. How, what does he see? What do you do that he says, man, that woman, she might be ornery, but she sure does love me. <laughs> right? Hey, we can endure a lot of things if we know our spouse loves us. Amen. Amen. And there's very little we can endure if, if we're not sure. Right? Hmm. So what is it? You know, what, what's your language? You know, I'll tell you, there, there's something I, I determined here several years ago. Because I already asked you if, if you love your spouse or not, right? Okay, I'm going to let you answer your question. That, okay. Okay, let me tell you what's not right. If you say, yes, I love my spouse... And somebody comes along and treats her better than you or him better than you. How can that be? I decided a long time ago that nobody is going to treat my wife better than I treat her. Nobody. You know why? Because I love her. And I have to make sure that she knows I love her as much as I do. So I'm telling everybody this, to think about it this week and talk about it this week. What, 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 what speaks to you? What, yeah, I mean, is it, you know, what, what, you just use your imagination. What is it that tells you that your spouse loves you more than anything? And then act upon that and then do that. 
And then I hope you decide with me that you are not going to allow anybody to treat your husband or your wife better than you do. Because you should love them more than anybody else. So why in the world would they possibly treat them better than you do? It's true. It's true. It's true. You know, James 2, verse 17. And I've got that here. It says, I hope you just don't have that because I'm out in a different translation now. Good. Okay. James 2, 17 and 18. It says, even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself Verse 18, it says, but someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. See, God wants us to demonstrate or show the love that we have inside of us to our spouse. He wants us to show that in a manner that they know that. And see, it's really no different with what he wants us to share with him. God wants us to show him our love. He wants us to show him our obedience by forgiving others and, and, and you, know, all, you know, the whole list. Forgiving others and praying and spending time in his word and paying our tithes. All of those things go together. Well, what are they? Well, we're just showing God what's already in our heart anyway. Now, see, some people, you, some people, you might say, well, you know, I'm, that sounds like I'm trying to manip manipulate my spouse. No, it's not trying to manipulate your spouse. The question is, do you love them or not? And if you love them, then you want to show that in a way that they can get a hold of. You can do that in a way that they can say, yeah, yeah, they do love me. And you know what? If you will do that, 365 days, okay, let, okay let's, let's not go 365, okay? That's setting up for failure. Okay, if we can do that 350 days a year, you know what? When it comes around and you forget Valentine's Day, it won't be that big a deal. You might hate it and she might hate it, but she'll wrap her. She'll put her arms around you and she said, well, I loved you all the other days anyway. It's true. It's true. It's true. You know, it's like making deposits in the bank is really what it's like. It's like taking your money every week after you get paid and putting it in a bank, okay? And then every week you put it in a bank, every week, and you do that for a year, okay? So every week for a year you've put money in the bank. And then finally you write a check, Okay? But here's the thing. You wrote the check on the wrong bank. So you call up, you bounce the check, and you call up and, and, and you, you say, hey, I've been putting money in there for a year. Where, where, where's all my money? And they say, it's not in the bank. It's, it's in a different bank. Well, see, a lot of times that's what it is with our love. We've been doing certain things all of this time, and we think, she knows I love her. He knows I love her. No, we're putting money, we're putting our love deposits in the wrong bank. And your spouse 
don't have a clue how much they, you love them. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Amen. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, we do worship you and we praise you today, Father. We just thank you for all that you do. Oh, Father, we just open our hearts to you and I just pray that you'll minister to each and every one of us that we can illustrate and demonstrate our love to our spouses in a more effective way, Father. Let them realize the love that we have for them. Let them see our hearts through our actions, Father. And Father, we just praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. You know, sometimes words are enough. You know, I, I read a story one time And this couple, they'd been married for 30 years. And the wife got to thinking about it, and she says, you know, my, my husband has never told me he loved me at all except on our wedding day. So she finally went to him, and she says, what's up with this? She says, you told me 30 years ago that you loved me, and you haven't told me since. And he thought for a minute, he says, I told you 30 years ago that I love you. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> We're different, aren't we? We are different than our spouses. There's a... Uh, 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 I just love this one, all right? I, I like this one. You know, there's these two men, they, and they went fishing. And they was just fishing, you know. They wasn't talking a lot. And then finally, this one old boy says, you know, I, I think I'm going to divorce my wife. And the other guy said, whoa, why, why is that? And he says, she hasn't talked to me in two months. And the other old boy thought for a minute, and he says, Boy, I don't know if I'd do that or not. Women like that are hard to come by. <laughs> but there, there's a point to that joke, okay? La ladies, I, I thank you for being, for, for being understanding. It's just all in fun. But there's, but there's really a point to that. See, the one man in the boat, you know, he, he didn't want it talk to his wife but the other man it was important to him see we're, we're all different we're all different that's why it's so important for us to ask our spouse and communicate with our spouse you know what ministers to them what can how can we demonstrate how can we illustrate our love that we have for them as you know uh, throughout this series I've asked you to use this altar time to pray for those around us. Of course, if you've never received Christ, your Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you to come down and we'll do that. We'll be glad to pray with you. But right now, I, I, I want to pray for uh, our spouses. So right now, as, if you, as you come, and here's, here's what I want you to pray. I want you to pray 
that your spouse, husband or wife, that they will walk in the things that God has ordained for them. That they'll walk in strength, that they'll walk in leadership if it's a man. You know, God has placed the man over the household. And there's so many things that rest upon his shoulders. Not because he's smarter, not because he's stronger, but that's just the way God set it up. You know, I've shared before a great illustration of this is, you know, it, when uh, in the household, if the wife comes to the Lord, it's like in the 17 or 18 percent of the time, the rest of the family comes to church also. But if the man of the house, if the husband comes to the Lord, like 82 percent of the time, the rest of the household follows. Why is that? Because that's the way God set it up. The family follows the head of the household. Amen. Amen. So please come. Come right now. Come and come and pray for your spouse. Lift them up. Strengthen them. Pray for them. Encourage them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise you. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.